Hello and welcome to another edition of the Comic Sockcast. I'm your host as always, Ben Herring. I'm joined as usual by George Pooley. Hello. And joining us for the first time on the podcast is one Mr. Jamie Lewis. Good evening, or whatever time of day it is when you're listening to this. No, you must listen to the podcast in the evening. We recorded it in the evening. It is an evening podcast. So stop listening and come back later. If it's not after 6pm, then you're just doing this wrong. Unless you live somewhere like the Arctic Circle, where it's just always night, and then you can get away with it. This week we're going to be talking about art and artists, because comics are a visual medium, and I don't know, Like I feel like I tend to focus on writers a lot more, so I wanted to talk about art in comics. And we kidnap Jamie to make him talk about artists as well. Because yes. Jamie draws and be writes drawing. comics. I should be drawing well, right now. Well, I'll make sure we say well, because we can all draw and write comic books, but not... No, no J- Jamie well. draws and writes comics that have been published and sold and stuff. Yes, so he does it well. <laughs> I am vaguely competent in that <laughs> regard. I ha- I have at least one piece of Jamie's artwork in my room. So do I. Is this where I insult Gambit? Get yes. out of here. <laughs> yes, it's probably where this you insult Gambit. This is our shortest Gambit. cameo on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> oh, fine. No, I have more, Mike, because I have Seth and Ghost in here as well, which everybody should read Seth and Ghost. It's really good and weird. Yes. It's very weird. Uh, borderline Press. Google them. You can buy it online if, if you want to. You know, If you like uh, squid-headed children and ghosts that live in backpacks <laughs> and uh, bricks with faces. How many easy payments of twenty nine ninety nine does it cost, Jamie? Uh, just just 12. Okay. So, you know, after a year, you'll have paid it off. Nice. It's fine. You can yeah. do it do without internet for the year and you can <laughs> afford my book. The start of comics art is like uh, newspaper stuff and and strips right that's, yeah that's and like and cave paintings we well, well well back well, well okay yeah the start of all art ever is that but like comes out of comic strips in newspapers and those being expanded it's those artists that were the first comics artists yeah and, and selling them to kids basically yeah in uh kids have you ever read any of those like really old you read like crazy ignats have you seen that uh, no they're the most Crazy Ignatz is like a, a little crudely drawn cat and mouse, and they talk utter nonsense, and they do things that make no sense, and they're important and they're great. I'm sure. What the hell was that? They're they're itchy and scratchy from like the twenties, <laughs> maybe thirties, I guess. Good good story arcs hadn't the, been the developed past. in the twenties, and that's a fact. Or sentences and. Uh, general kind of coherent storytelling for yeah. some reason now i'm just thinking about the comic strip that david lynch did for years uh called the angriest dog in the world which was the exact same three panels with different text every time <laughs> okay. so it was uh dinosaur comics or whatever that thing's called the ryan Northing, where it's like the same clip art of dinosaurs for six <laughs> panels and they're in the same position every panel yeah. and they do a different story each week it's it's surprisingly good <laughs> And he, he got like the job writing the Adventure Time comic from doing that. Oh right, okay. as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah, well, cool. So it's, it's it's pretty funny, but you know you can do a lot with just clip art. That's it, kids. How to break into comic books? Be repetitive but different. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Do, make up your own thing, and then do it well <laughs> over was, and over again. <laughs> so, so saying being repetitive but a little bit different is pretty much how all comic books pretty much work, especially superhero comic books work. Yeah, it's why I have to take like long breaks from different superheroes and sometimes just superhero comics in general. It's like I love Spider Man, Batman and the X Men and haven't read any of their comics for at least whereas two I'm, years. I'm just whereas I'm just kinda of like power through it until you're, it gets well, back to things that I want to read. You're you're like um 
someone with soap operas when the soap opera takes like a big downhill thing you're like i'm too invested i have to keep going mm. whereas even if something's really good i'm like i've got i've got superhero fatigue i have yeah. to take a break you know who doesn't get fatigue superheroes yeah some of them do only the fat ones yeah, only, like, only like blue beetle or, or like when batman was out of shape in <laughs> or like that time the flash got really fat in one of those issues in the 70s i think <laughs> it was in the 60s it was one of them where his head sort of swelled up. I don't know who did that to him. Maybe in Gorilla Grodd. I'm just going to blame Gorilla Grodd because I'm sure it was his fault. Didn't he have a villain as well? It was like the turtle who was the slowest man alive. That Jesus. I'm sure I've seen that. I don't know how that works. Yeah. There was also one. I saw, I saw one on um, Comic Book Resources recently where um, Mirror Master swapped his legs with... Um, Mirror Master and the Flash swapped legs. And the Flash... <laughs> def- uh, and it was like... I'm not sure how it worked because I'm sure... The Flash, um, I'm sure Mirror Ma- uh, Flash, who had control of his legs, they were just on Mirror Master's body. But the Flash defeated Mirror Master by running on his hands and beating the shit out of him with his feet. Uh, okay. <laughs> and the explanation was, yeah, um, it's not just my legs that got superpowers; it's every atom in my body. It's the Speed Force, which probably didn't exist at that point. Yeah. But it's the Speed Force isn't in- focused entirely below the waist. It's, it's everywhere. That would just be odd. It's. What are you saying? This is definitely besides the point. Just, 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 cro- just crotchal speed force is now what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like he can he can move his ass like really fast if he needs to, <laughs> as well like as hippo, running. When he's when the hippos do that thing, and they spread their mark everywhere, <laughs> just with speed force powers. Wow. <laughs> now, I, now I really just want to call this episode "Spreading Muck Everywhere." <laughs> Yeah, and that, and that explains the title of why this episode was called Spreading Muck Everywhere, everyone. <laughs> so, uh, news, newspaper, comic yeah. strips, right? Well, so, yeah, stuff like uh, The Spirit is is a good early thing. That that was radio drama and newspaper strips that evolved into comic stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I believe so. This is a bit where, you, where you, you've got to take charge, Ben, because I don't really know much about The Spirit. First. I, I don't know huge amounts about the spirit, but that's like the. St- I think that's certainly the the thing that leads into Batman. And, yeah, and and a lot of there were a lot of other of those kind of uh, pulp fiction type like uh, heroes. Doc, Doc Savage and exactly think, wasn't the, it the the shadow that um, yeah the shadow yeah, the shadow and the, fan, and the phantom said was a big influence on yeah. Batman. The phantom, yeah. the um, the guy dressed in purple, uh, the yeah, uh, the, the Billy, Zane, Billy Zane, yeah. of course. <laughs> Put a cork in it, Zane. Yeah, the strength of ten tigers. <laughs> in it's, a it's, cartoon that you're probably too young to remember. Yeah, <laughs> it's the popularity of those like comic strips, those kind of pulp fictiony comic strips that that made people go, "What if we did an entire magazine of this?" Which is sort of for for a cent. Kids will go crazy. Cent. I was going to charge a nickel. <laughs> With the spirit as well, you get like, um, I mean, the, the, there's no question that the license is incredibly important, and if. As a slight tangent, if you are wanting to do comics, you should read his uh, book on creating graphic novels. Um, that's from it's like one of the texts on like the Will Eisner school of cartooning. Um, is it Will Eisner or the Joe Kubert one? I don't know. It's used. Oh, it's, some, I think it's Joe. Joe. It's Joe the Joe Kubert, Kubert school, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. School, yeah. Um, it's an it's an excellent book. But kind of, he started doing um, all the weird stuff like incorporating the title of the comic into the buildings. Um, and yeah. it would be an integral part of the page and just yeah, kind of that more sequential kind of yeah. style and doing more interesting things with it. And obviously, you said, um, obviously, Will Eisner is, is really important. Um, so important, in fact, that the like, comic book awards are 
named after him, the, the Eisner yeah, Awards. So it's like I always thought it was really weird how I think he signed his name where it looks like it's a bit it, like a Disney logo. It does. He's, which is a bit he weird. has a very Disney-esque signature. Which is weird considering his sort of like or noir had. style. Yes. And Will, Will Eisner's yeah. dead, isn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Just, just had a moment there. I was like, we're talking about him in the present tense, but he's oh, definitely he's, dead. He's, he's, he's just sleeping next to Jack <laughs> he, Kirby. He, signs <laughs> his, he still signs his name like that somewhere. In, yeah. <laughs> you know. Him and him and Walt Disney are relaxing in some kind of parallel yeah. universe right now. Well, Walt Disney isn't dead; he's frozen. He's frozen. Yeah, he's going to come uh, back, and he's going to he's going to make Frozen Five. That's going to be the film he comes back for. He's in like a yeah, big but food bag. Just a the animated biopic about his time in cryostasis. Does anyone know what what the last words that um that Walt Disney wrote down were? Is it something anti-Semitic? No, I think I, I'm not. Sure. No, I think I may have told someone else this, but um, the, the last words he wrote down were Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> not even joking about it. No one knows why he wrote down Kurt Russell. To be fair, but Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, Kurt, Kurt Russell did work for Disney at the time. I think he was a young, young, young actor working for him. I think he did, he, there's a load of promotional videos for Disneyland. You can look on YouTube. Um, they're really weird, but yeah, last thing that Walt Disney ever wrote. Was Kurt Russell before he died, and no one knows why. Maybe he was going to be Mickey Mouse in like the live-action Mickey Mouse movie. Sorry, we got away from the point again. That's, no, that's all right. Uh, I've forgotten what I was going to say next. But. We're gonna. Oh, I was going to say. Um, yeah, obviously, once they once they started developing into full full fledged books, it gave um, Bob Kane a license to just trace over other people's work. Well, that's yeah, that's that's what I was going to talk about. Of the, I, I mean, Bob Kane is notorious for it, but yeah, but that's what a lot of you would have a figurehead person. That was, I think, usually an artist at that point that would hire other artists and writers to do the work that wouldn't have any kind of credit for it. it would yeah. Just be like, no, they're my team. It's like, like I guess artists now that have like factories, but it's still like, well, that's an Andy Warhol picture, or that's like. Yeah. It happens with manga comics a lot that they hire assistants, so like the main artist will draw like the characters, and then someone yeah. else will do backgrounds and you know extra details and stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's, I guess it's not as common in Western comics, but. In no, Japan, it's still, but but they are credited, and they'll do quite often. You'll get in the back of a manga book, you'll get like little strips drawn by the assistants because they they are oh, okay. and and, right. and that makes sense. I mean, that's how animation works, where you have people that do like layouts and people that do like the different uh, expressions, and then uh, a, like usually a South Korean studio that does all the in betweening, which is the actual like frames of animation yeah. between different expressions and like positions. Which it makes like that's perfectly fine going with we've, we've got a bunch of people that do a lot of the kind of more boring stuff, but it still takes talent to be able to do it. Yeah. Do you mean Bruce Tim didn't like draw every single <laughs> frame of the Batman animated series? I'm not even sure he drew any he frame any? of it. I think, I think he, he came up with the designs. I think he did the designs like years well, and years before. I think, and he just, yeah. and he just adapted No, I think them. he's credited as director on a bunch of episodes. Yeah, no, so yeah, he, yeah, you know, he's a definitely director, but he's not. So, he didn't, so he didn't anim- do the actual like, So animation directors do do a lot of the actual drawing. Yeah. And, uh, Bruce, it, and Bruce Tim's a bit different because it is all based off his drawing. Yeah. So. Great, like, Getting ahead of ourselves when we get to talking about the nineties, where but yeah, his style was brilliant. Um, yeah, I've sort of probably talk about the other great artists of the thirties and forties. Um, Jerry Siegel, yeah, Jerry um, Siegel Superman was, fame. Yeah. yeah, some of his, I think his his people still look quite good. Unless I quite like um, very well adapted for the uh, Max Fleischer like um, Superman animated show. They look yeah. they look very similar. It's yeah, and but his style is very. All of it is you can see the the kind of the the design and kind of architectural lines yeah. of, it, of like 
Yeah, very quite all... clinical. Yeah, like and and basic in a uh, like basic wrong word like simplistic in, in quite a good way. I think. It's yeah, it's it's very like clean and and just like this is everything we need to show you what's going on. Yeah, a but, lot of a lot of like those other comic artists are. I like that, though, aren't they? It's yeah. very, very simplistic, um, very clean, like you said, but there's there's a definite style to it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of artists, well, there are artists nowadays that kind of, they get away from that and they try and do things too complicated. And yeah. I think it's a mistake not to try and, well, not to criticise like people doing small press comics and stuff because it's a great <laughs> thing to do and it's very, you know, more people should do it. But uh, I think people try and go too complicated without... Kind of having a developing a style first. Get, get, we're um, getting the basics right and getting a yeah, foundation. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's something where you can go. That's artistically interesting, but it's getting in the way of the story because I can't see yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Well and enough. that's probably why that art works best. Um, the, like the seagull art works so well for, um, you know, Schuster's scripts because um, obviously simplistic stories, simplistic artwork. You, you weren't trying to tell some giant cosmic epic. At the well, time, it was, yeah. Like uh, outside, outside the origin, stories. of course, and obviously expanded upon. But even even I think Jack Kirby's Jack Kirby at the time was sort of like that. He was um, artwork still very much readable. Yeah, the, his, his, the his early Captain, Captain America, America stuff is, a, is very different to what we think of as Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby. But the the art is still still because it is Jack Kirby's like has aged really well compared yeah. to a lot yeah. of nineteen forties so. books. I think there's a few weird faces, and he and he does get into territory of maybe going a bit like bit racist at times like <laughs> but, at the, but the same yeah but then at the same time it's like america were um well they weren't at war when he started writing captain america but at the same time they it was there were stereotypes they still, yeah. they still viewed like japan and yeah and the germans as their enemies so it's not as bad as the uh or it's weird because it's like one of my favorite um like propaganda um front covers for a comic book the uh, superman one where it's in the print press and it says yeah, superman says slap a jap and it's oh, like oh yeah it's like that's yeah. really bad but that's like as, a, as an example like propaganda in comic books it's a really good example i think stuff like that was just i mean it, it comes with a lot of things like um it's just changing attitudes it doesn't totally hmm. forgive it but you know you look at things like like tintin in the congo and yeah stuff. it's a great book or, but it is there are loads of know, looney tunes shorts that they like I I think Warner do a really good thing of kind of including them on the anthology and DVDs, doing, yeah, they do, and they, do they the just have like a disclaimer front, yeah. at the start of going like, "This was indicative of the time and doesn't reflect our current views, but yeah. we think it's important that it's still remembered." Which is yeah, what yeah. Disney don't do with a, yeah. like Song of the South and stuff like that. And it's like, <laughs> just or the one with Donald Duck. Oh, was it Donald or is it Daffy Duck? One of one of them became a Nazi in one in one thing. Yeah, you can, that you, sounds, that's another thing you can see on YouTube. There's gonna be a lot of YouTube YouTubing for some people after this. Uh, is the is that the one? I think I've seen that. Like where he's Disney where he's like shot. where he's like Z-Kiling all the um the bombs that are being made. Yeah, but that is actually like mocking the Nazis. It does yeah, have a really racist like Japanese caricature in it. Yeah, it's a bit like the um another go back to the Simpsons again where it was like um. When they were at Itchy and Scratchy Land, and it was like, what was the name of the um? There's an Itchy and Scratchy one. It was like um, Nazi Supermen are our masters, and that was on the uh, <laughs> like the first Itchy and Scratchy cartoons. But going back to Will Eisner again as well, like there's the um the little I think he's a newspaper seller. I'm, I'm sure I'm pretty sure it's called Whitey Chalky White, uh, I think, <laughs> and it's the most racist like caricature. Jesus, no, it's but, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious, but also very wrong. Man. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. But there's, there's like 
a certain point of getting where where racism that's so archaic just becomes ridiculous and funny. Yeah. yeah. And you know, is it is it as offensive as the uh, Frank Miller movie? Well, well it's uh, Sam Jackson dressed as an Nazi. Or just or just the film itself is just, just the entire film. Yeah. But I yeah no. It's best, it's best we just move on and forget that, about it. Well, that film is offensive on multiple. It's offensive on taste reasons. It's offensive just on like basic filmmaking levels. It's uh, and then it's offensive on like actually being offensive. Yeah, the the full around range ten out of ten. Great movie. Go, yeah, go go watch the spirit. Right. Yeah. That was the uh, <laughs> that was our out. <laughs> but I think yeah, it's you can see in the uh, it's the early comics that it's there isn't like a comics tradition so much as they draw the same way that a lot of like advertising and propaganda and stuff that like a lot yeah. of commercial art looked like that. It's not a like a specific well, comic uh, style. An important thing, sorry, you are you are definitely on the right track for that because a lot of comic book artists at the time, as well as a lot of comic book writers, didn't really want to be in this industry. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like even even Jack Kirby, he didn't. He for a while he really didn't want to do comic books. He wanted to do concept art for films, which he did eventually do. Yeah, he wanted to do cartoons. He wanted to do this sort of stuff, and that's basically what a lot of these artists wanted to do. They wanted to branch out from comic books. Basically, they didn't want. To, they saw it was a children's thing, a children's. Um, yeah, well, for children, basically, which it was. It's only recently uh, yeah. became. I mean, it's it's basically people grew up with them and kept reading them. Yeah. And then at a certain point, those people children, yeah. were the people that were also creating them, and so they started being aimed at different people. Yeah. But yeah, for a long time, it was like, for kids. What is? What are you doing? Collecting weirdos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Before the time of the actual comic book shop, and he started in like seventies, yeah. I think. Yeah, so it was all, it was all all newsstand sort of. Um, that's where comic books were sold next to your newspapers. Yeah, so you couldn't even. I guess that's kind of why you didn't get really long ongoing stories because yeah, there was no guarantee that yeah. you were going to be able to walk out and actually just buy the next issue. Yeah, there was no like collector kind no, of mentality it was, to it, and it obviously printed on find. cheap as shit paper, especially yeah. the stuff during uh, World War Two. I'm trying to remember who the there's an artist on uh on one of Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcasts who was talking about growing up in like the late fifties and sixties when comics were still pretty much just on newsstands and uh when they'd get sent back they'd just rip the cover off them to send them back as like that's, surplus that's stuff. still a thing. Yeah. That still happens. Uh and and so and he was like grew up in Brooklyn, and so there were a bunch of them that just like were going to get sent back that fell off the back of this lorry yeah. and were being just like sold on the streets to kids for half the price that you'd get them on a newsstand. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's and that's story. where he's like, that's where I got all my comics. I'd just buy like a handful of them rather than going to the newsstand. I could like spend my pocket money on that instead. Yeah, and get way more comics. Yeah. We used to just uh, a trolley man. We'd do that, and you could. The- Diamond would send you like a list of things that you were allowed to send back. Yeah, and you'd tear the covers off, send them, and then you'd just give them away, like to yeah. anyone that came to the tills. And it's kind of, you know, it's a nice way of getting people to read comics that they yeah. might not ordinarily look at. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's still yeah it's, it still happens, but maybe you know not out the back of a van in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but oh. so you mentioned Jack Kirby, and I think, I think yeah, I think for probably. We've exhausted our knowledge on the of 1940s comics. Well, well, I think he's 
probably, at least to my mind, the most influential yeah. artist because of his longevity as much as anything else. Yeah, from not, like and like ridiculously late, late, talented, um, late late thirties all the way up to yeah, from from like basically co-creating yeah, basically Captain like, America, co-creating late seventies, all I think? all I think of the his... best Marvel characters. Yeah, uh, um, and then doing lots of weird space stuff in the seventies. His new god stuff in the, yeah, I think that's yeah. seventies, isn't it? Yeah, that's, it was. Uh, yeah, that was that was after he really left Marvel. In I think that was seventy, seven, uh, like first first five first half of the seventies. He was yeah. he left Marvel because he done with that shit. Um, I think it was like just DC basically let him. Apart from drawing Superman's face, there was when he was drawing the, the Jimmy Olsen book for the the, the like fourth yeah. world stuff that he was doing, which was really strange, kind of experimental. He was doing a lot of like. Um, he would do sort of weird photo montages and stuff for like oh, okay yeah weird cosmic scenes and stuff yeah. like that. Um, it's really interesting comics. Um, but in his first few issues, uh, I think it was maybe Kurt Swan who'd been drawing them, drawing Superman beforehand, yeah. and uh, they had someone else. Uh, he would draw all the pages, and then they would like white out the Superman faces, and someone else would draw them because you know people would be confused and irritated yeah. by like superman having a slightly different jawline <laughs> jesus <laughs> superman's chin is very important it is important it's, it's how he defeats his enemies it's it is. other than breaking the necks of course i mean it's still even brought up on robot chicken <laughs> yeah it is yeah um yeah so, so we sort of moved away from the 40s and well we're moving now with jacko but um i think maybe just quick mention about like some of the 50s stuff um late 50s going into like the silver age with dc and stuff most of like uh like Carmine Infanto. Um yes. his great um known for that great image of um he did the re- redesigned Batman basically. Um I say redesign. He said he gave a new look to Batman. I think he basically changed cha- gave him a new logo on his chest and changed his utility belt which, sort of idea. Which logo was that? It was the um the uh, yellow yellow yeah, oval one. Oh the yellow yeah, yellow yeah, oval, the, yeah. Like the best it, one. it always used to be the um he, he yeah, made the, the iconic one. Like look of Batman. Yeah. Really. Um. No. He does his most famous drawing by far is the one where it's Batman and Robin on a rooftop, and so like Batman's got his like swishing his cape, um, with a bent arm, and Robin's yeah. sort of like to the left, and he's sort of crouching down. Oh yeah, yeah. They're doing a that. um, they're doing a um, a Batman black and white statue of them both, not together, but you can, which I thought was really weird because I saw him, I saw the Robin one first, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> it's like Robin's sort of in a weird crouching position, Batman standing yeah. next. So it's like you got to sort of position it so you get that pose. But yeah, that's a a really famous um. He's a really famous artist. I felt that just sort of needed to be mentioned because he was well, and very, wasn't very good. He executive editor of, of DC for a while. Yeah, he well. was. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was one of the head honchos. So, I think yeah, he. No, I'm not going to say it because I'm not completely sure, and I hate saying things that are <laughs> wrong. So I'm not going <laughs> to say it. I was yeah. So oh, that was him. That was him. That was my uh, that we'll, was my out. We'll just to say that I really liked I really liked back Carmine Infanto's um art as well. Yeah, is it Infanto or Infanto? Infantino. It, it, it might be Infantino. Infantino like I, I it's yeah. He drew he drew the Flash. For yeah, he drew. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was when, great. I guess when the Flash. Yeah, came the Barry. Yeah, yeah. Ba- yeah, original Barry Allen sort of stuff. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. awesome, crazy run on the Flash, which we won't get into again because I've I've been reading more and more like ridiculous <laughs> like plot lines for those books. So yeah, so I guess we'll go talk well, about well, King so Kirby just oh. before you. Do, what about? His style, do you think, makes it um, work? He, he does. He he's clinical as well. Like it's very. Um, 
there's not too a great deal amount a great amount of detail on it but i think he he was getting more into the um he was doing more interesting angles in his work yeah like a like uh, i'm going to go back to that really famous batman picture i may have to link it or send send you a link to post it with the um when you post this up yeah but um yeah, he does it at more like exciting angles, more more like frames things, less yeah. less hands on hips, sort of um, <laughs> sort of superheroics like moving perhaps because obviously he's like for a while after like once uh, I say once Bob Kane started moving away from Batman, there was less of the um, it was more of the hands on hips and less of like the like the dark detective type look yeah. of Batman, and there was sort of a progressive sort of move back to you know Batman's cape is a bit more dynamic and in, in the thing. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just quite a nice, quite quite a nice look. Obviously, maybe it still does look quite basic, and that but it I does, think, but it still does look. I think very it's nice, a lot less static than a lot of our at that time kind of. Felt. Yeah, you can, you can less. Feel the yeah, movement yeah. I think it's it less less like um, you know, like legs apart, like hands on hips, chest out type thing. It's yeah, like you can be crouched, you can be like a, a funny angle. It'd be, it's, it'd be, it's t- like it'd be a draw, snapshot yeah, yeah. of people in motion rather yeah, than as opposed like to, everybody's posed. Yeah, as opposed to, I'm standing here, now I'm throwing someone, now I'm punching <laughs> someone type thing. More, yeah, more remote. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. Uh, but his art is very good and his run on the Flash is also well worth. Did he do the, um, the Flash of Two Worlds? Like that famous yes, he did the, yeah, as, as, we've, it, yeah. as we've recently seen on the uh, the Flash TV show, um, yeah. Flash of Two Worlds. I'm sure that Batman picture that you were talking about has been like, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's like a the kind of homage to it in um in like Grant Morrison's run, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I feel like maybe Frank Miller did it possibly at some point in like Dark Knight or something like that. I'm 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 sure that's something that's been yeah. It's one of those you know, it's been referenced quite a lot. That does it's really easy to manipulate like all great yeah. kind of covers when you can't think of a good cover to do just just reference and all just along. just do <laughs> your do your character swinging through the city holding an old man under his arm yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one, or kind posing in front of a spotlight, Spider Man walking away that. from his shadow. Yeah, <laughs> from his shadow. <laughs> well, the like walking. Away. I don't need this, this, this anymore. Spider Man, no more one. Yeah, yeah, the one with him in shadow walking away from the like costume. Have you, have you, have you, yeah, have you yeah. seen the one where um, it's Peter Parker walking away from the bin where he put his costume in, but it's stacked up with every other Spider Man costume he's got, <laughs> and, it, and it, like, and all he goes like halfway up the building, and he's like walking away from it, which is pretty cool because <laughs> he's had too many costumes. But yeah, that's that, that was just my. He's a bit of a fashionista, old Peter. Yeah, seems to make his mind up. <laughs> does he want big eyes or small eyes? Does he, does he, does want, he want Gwen or Mary? Does he want little like Mary Jane? Sp- maybe, maybe stick with Mary Jane. Sp- yeah, sp- now Gwen's dead. Under his armpits or not? I like that. Oh, look. Definitely, I, I yeah. really like the webs on. I you really need hope, the, I really hope the new Spider-Man costume um, has that under it because that'd be really hard to pull off. But how will that not just look silly? Because because Kevin Feige is doing it. <laughs> yep. He sews all the costumes. The same himself, way you know? Rocket Raccoon doesn't look ridiculous. Yeah. And you Captain America mostly doesn't. Except oh. In that, oh yeah. Part, in part, part part from his yeah his Avengers costume is shit shocking. It like, is pretty terrible. Uh, yeah. It's it's just it's mostly the the hood. To be honest, it's like Captain America cosplaying as Captain America. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 he, and he forgot to cut out the ears, and then someone afterwards told him Captain America's ears are only outside of his costume. Oh shit! Oh, that version. Oh god, yeah. that's even worse. Yeah, there's there's the version where he's got like um, where he's uh, he has just like a crash helmet <laughs> with a star on it as well. Oh, what, the um, wings pointed on from like is that from an old from old TV movie? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. film with um, yeah. I think it's Red Brown's in it. Red Brown is a uh, connoisseur of being in shit films. That's a good name though. <laughs> Red Red Brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's uh, he's yeah, it's shit. It's got Chris. One of them's got Christopher Lee in it though. So. 
which not is as Captain always America, a mark though. of quality. Not. Yeah, which is not a mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, George, list off as many characters that Kirby created or co-created as you can think of. Oh, uh, Captain America. Yep. The Hulk. Yep. Um, he claims he co-created, he helped co-create Spider-Man. He did. So, um, he, he, he did an original. He drawing. was the original yeah. artist for it, wasn't he? he yeah. He, but then uh, Stanley didn't like it, so he he thought it didn't look. I think he thought it didn't look young enough. Yeah. So he thought Ditko is kind of more, you know, more streamlined yeah. kind of. Um, yeah. Fantastic Four, probably the most important yeah. thing he came. So up Silver with. Surfer and Galactus as yeah, well. Yeah, Silver Surfer and Galactus. Um, Dark Side, New Gods. Yeah, all of the New all Gods. New Gods. Um, Challenge of the Unknown. Who. You probably haven't heard of them, <laughs> some of you readers, but I really, really like those guys, and they're they're really, really weird. They're a pretty cool team. Um, I'm not nerdy enough. For yeah, this podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to feel very uh, ill-informed. Nick Fury, to be honest, start, uh, Nick Fury. I'm sure he did. Did he come up? He definitely came up with Nick. I'm sure, he came up with Nick Fury. So uh, as, as, as Sergeant, Sergeant Fury, Fury, not yeah. as uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, commanders. Yeah. Going on from that. Most like, uh, I'm actually not sure if he came out of Hydra. I'm not sure if that was him. That might be that might mean Jim Stranko. And, yeah, I think that might be. Yeah. yeah, in the Stranko. Um, yeah, basically a lot. Yeah, and I'm starting to yeah, I'm starting to run out of things to say. <laughs> I mean, I went, I went too obvious, and I started when oh, well, and, and the X Men as well. Sorry, I forgot to mention the X Men. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. The, yeah. the I mean, the boring original X Men, but <laughs> but the, but uh, his yeah. designs were good. It's just the writing was boring on them until Chris Clement. Over. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> saying that, I think um, I think when they they did, they did a costume redesign late on, uh, yeah, when that's, that's I think I think Neil Adams drew it for a bit, and I don't know who. Wait, is Neil Adams the artist? I always get yes, confused. Neil Adams, Neil Adams. Yeah. So Neil, yeah, Neil Adams drew it, and I can't remember who wrote it, but it was yeah. Apparently, it got a little bit more interesting than then, and then they cancelled it. So <laughs> because because like more interesting still wasn't interesting enough. Yeah. But then Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, and then, and then once Wolverine was there, it was all fine. Bossed it. Yeah. For 16 years. Like a... Yep. Because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back to Jack Kirby. But yeah, man, but basically, legend. yeah, the, like, everything, like, almost every iconic Marvel character is a Jack Kirby designer. Yeah. Like, you mentioned all those characters. Four. sorry. Got but yeah. you mentioned all those characters, but there's also, obviously, like, all the villains that go along with Yeah. That. As well, Doctor Doom, um, Doctor Doom, Doom yeah, Magneto, yeah, like just that. Two of the greatest villains. <laughs> yeah, if it was just them, uh, that would be Galactus fine. as well. Yeah, three amazing villains that are just so uniquely designed. Like especially Galactus. Like oh, the there's lead, nothing. The there's nothing well. that looks like him in comic books. I know the leader's not quite up there, but you really like the leader. Yeah, his massive head. It's so cool. Favorite Hulk villain. He's he's brilliant. He really is. Yeah, that's part of why I'm really upset that we probably won't get another Incredible Hulk movie because yeah. they hinted at the leader and we could have had a um, I, I always thought he was going to turn up in um, <laughs> I thought he was going to turn up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something I always oh, thought, he was, I thought, yeah, I thought yeah, he was yeah. going to be the villain from season one but it's like look you set up the, you set up the leader and he, and he's not really a physical villain so you don't have to have someone massive fight him he can be no. an intellect he's an no. intellectual villain so, uh, he's just a guy with a massive I said intellectual villain there so <laughs> like he's a smart guy that then Gave himself gamma radiation to become a genius. Yeah, <laughs> what's not to love about that? But do you, he do you was, have he to be like with a... the original gamma accident that created the Hulk? Wasn't he? he I'm was not too sure on his origins. You know, so this one's probably on I you. I think. Yeah, I think that's his origin. Is that he was another of the technicians that was always <laughs> jealous of Bruce Banner because Bruce Banner was the like 
the top guy. Yeah. And then Rick Jones went and fucked it up. Yep. <laughs> As he always does. His motorbike on or his car With or his he's just playing guitar. motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> he's just having an impromptu concert in the gamma yeah. testing site <laughs> to just by himself. <laughs> just <laughs> Rick Jones. He's playing guitar and and playing hacky sack. And, 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 and then he started no the team brigade. <laughs> The team brigade, guys. I'm glad that was something they they didn't try and the bring back in. Yeah, uh, in in the earlier. Uh, I, I don't believe I know the about the guys this. that bring together the Avengers. Oh god, no. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm glad that then. Just reading, just reading directs the team brigade, <laughs> the prequel to the Avengers. There's um, I think they were an old concept, but in uh the Jack Kirby's Fourth World stuff, there's the Newsboy Legion. Oh. Who are just a group of like Brooklyn street kids who kind of know everything that's going on. And, uh, that's that's uh, that's kind of like that's that seems really like um seems like an idea that was left over from the forties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was an older concept that he just he just took in and I guess yeah, they kind of match up folder. with Jimmy Olsen because yeah. he's like you know he's the king of the newsboys. The newsboys, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was the um yeah, but. Jack Jack Kirby as well. He he was a great writer as well. And he's, yeah, definitely, and, de- well, yeah, definitely. Well, definitely. If you, if you, even if you don't think he was a great writer, you can definitely say he was a, an inventive writer. Oh like, yeah, yeah, very very creative. A, a lot of those older writers, when you look at them from a kind of more recent standpoint, like, they don't stand up with like, you know, there's there's no sort of Warren Ellis's or. Grant yeah. Morrison's or whatever back in those because days, they, but they, they are they, really they just solid come out with great, so, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, just, yeah. They come out with great stories, and it's just it's some it's most. I always felt dialogue that normally lets it down. It's just some yeah, some yeah. of these old stories, um, but like yeah, Jack Kirby. Two things you I, can always do, like even if you're not sure what his artwork looks like, you can always normally tell it's one of his stories where a it's probably going to be a an ancient alien story. <laughs> Aliens came to Earth and they've done something, and it's and humanity is affecting humanity somehow. That seemed, that was his most favourite story to write. There'll and be some kind of giant machine. dots around everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, his art, yeah, there's lots of dots around everything, and a wide colour palette. Yeah. And giant machines that make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with poorly defined uh, uh, powers. powers. Yeah. That's a design flaw. The That's ultimate <laughs> nullifier. Yeah, I was going to say, you should <laughs> ultimate nullify that comment, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I yeah, think, like, uh, the, the general nerd culture thing of uh, like Stanley is the elder statesman of comics, is. but but Kirby's Kirk, I always more Kirk, influential. Kirk, Kirby, is the, Kirby was the creative driving force. I always felt Stanley is just a great PR guy. Yeah, and he, and he, like, he was he was he was, think, the fig, was the figurehead, and he did and he did the dialogue, which and I think for, doesn't always come for, out great. But when it was good, it was time, good. He's still like the best writer. Yeah. of the, the Silver Age. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, so I guess because well, we are still talking about Jack Kirby, Jamie, could you give us a quick breakdown of like what you what you could expect from a Jack Kirby bit of artwork? I know you already, oh. you already sort of did a little bit of it, but <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, tends to be very kind of angular sort of style, which yeah. is and quite different to a lot of the people at the time, like the more smoother lines. Um, you will have bizarre monsters. Um, Sign of really exaggerated facial expressions, yeah. which is always good. Um, loss of movement, um, yeah. yeah, crazy machines, <laughs> like crazy, like complicated machines with bits that look like they don't do anything. Yeah, these aliens are just really aesthetically minded. They put <laughs> all these buttons and stuff on. Um, crazy patterns as well. Like crazy patterns. patterns. And lots of costumes. Yeah, yeah. Very weird. Um, like I said, like uh, in his in his later stuff, in his seventies stuff, quite a lot of experimentation with like. The kind of comic book form using 
like photographs and um, yeah. he he was one of the I think he was one of the first people who really did lots of um kind of splash pages. Yeah. Um if you read the fourth world stuff there's a lot of even double page spreads which were very very rare um even then I think. Yeah. Um that was yes yeah, sorry sorry yeah. to drop yeah, that on you but put me on the spot <laughs> slightly. But yeah I thought it was best if you sort of explained it cuz uh Sort of a hard thing to because because he, he he is so different over time but oh yeah but, oh, his, yeah. but it's definitely his most memorable stuff is as how you described it is very mm. very unique. He's one of one of if not the first artist to really start like defining what a comics art style is rather yeah than just rather than just art art with comic book characters. Isn't yeah, it? it's like making comics into their own thing rather than just as we were talking about a lot of commercial art that looked similar to the way that yeah. comics were drawn but was very utilitarian and particularly superhero as well like yeah the exaggeration because like um there's artists like like steve ditko and like john romita yeah and john romita senior kind of came from like a romance comics background yeah. so he kind of which really worked for spider-man yep. and yeah. he's he's a fantastic artist but kirby's kind of the really exaggerated he's and very action-based yeah. yeah yeah and partially um what you're saying about the very angular nature of like the characters and stuff that was um that was I. I think we we can potentially give a little bit of credit to Stan on that, just because I think Stan did at one point say he didn't want it to look boring. So yeah. it always was like, if something's happening and there's this conversation, you do them at like a fucking weird angle, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. or them going like, or them doing like some sort of weird pose when they're talking, basically to offset this really boring dialogue that I have to do for Reed Richards. Yeah, sure. Basically, I mean, I think that's the thing that Stanley should get a lot of credit for is not necessarily doing everything. But being the person that pushes to go, yeah. we should do this differently. Yeah, we should like try something new with this. Yeah, and saying that, it's it's probably a great way to uh, move on to like Steve Ditko. Actually, um, the the I would say he was like probably even in a sense more unique than maybe uh, Jack Kirby was in the early in a, in the early sixties because. Um, Steve Ditko sort of stood apart from a lot of the artists at the time, and some of that especially him yeah. as a man as yeah, well. Yeah, as a man, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I know, I know for a fact that Stan, there was a, there was a, um, it was done at a talk at like one of the first comic conventions. How the art was basically um, a lot of it looked the same, but Steve Ditko's always stood on the side. Was yeah. Stan yeah. basically said, Every, "Like Steve, you do your art how you do your art. Everyone else copy Jack." And basically, <laughs> that was how he, that was how like you get like your Jim Steranko's in his art looks. You, it's 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 um similar, but so I know it's, it's it's different, but it sort of looks a little you can bit see like the you, influence, yeah, you, you, yeah. you, you the, can mistake yeah, it for the, Kirby. The Marvel House style is based on Jack Kirby's art, and yeah. then Steve Ditko is allowed to be different. Yeah, and um, it works the same for I can't remember the the guy who co-created Daredevil. Uh, I think his surname starts with an E, but I always forget it. Bill Everett. Is it? Yeah, it might yeah, be Bill, Bill Everett. Everett. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, and obviously their style looks. They've got those sort of. I always felt like Kirby's characters always looked a little bit wider. Yeah, definitely. Wide, they, they, yeah, and you get that. If Which you is up. you wouldn't want Steve Ditko drawing Spider Man. No. In that kind of style, Spider Man shouldn't yeah. be. As, you know, he shouldn't look overly no, muscular. Which is why Kirby wasn't allowed to draw. Him. He should look like a scrawny <laughs> teenager. Yeah. The, so yeah if you've seen the, I think I think the um the cover of. Uh, the Amazing Fantasy 15 cover. I think that is a Kirby cover. That, that is a that, I, I got and really confused by that because yeah. I, I got um, I got last Christmas the uh, the Marvel 75 years of, of covers or whatever. Yeah. I was looking at Amazing Fantasy 15 and said cover by Jack Kirby and I was like I swear that's wrong <laughs> but it doesn't really look that much like thinking about it more it doesn't look like a Ditko 
Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's no. like I just was like I just never considered it be a Kirby. Drawing. But it's not quite. It's it's not the typical thing that you expect from a no. Jack Kirby drawing. But there is there, there. Have you seen the alternate Amazing Fantasy 15 cover, which is done almost the exact same drawing done from a different angle by Steve Ditko? Oh, okay. It's like it's from front on Spider Man swinging up with with the guy oh, under his arm. Yeah. I think um, I it's a little bit. Di- it's different, but it, that's a, a Ditko one. <laughs> And obviously, you sorry you're saying about um, obviously Dick had to draw Spider Man as a slender kind of guy. Yeah. Um, same thing works with Doctor Strange as well. He was a a lot of like a weird doing weird like finger finger poses and that sort of like. Yeah. And Doctor Strange gets closer into the things that Ditko was interested in. Yeah. Which like is... tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird hallucinogenic shit, and also. Odd right wing politics. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Doctor Strange, a book known for being read by hippies. Whilst they would get high, they'd read it and then listen to like Jimi Hendrix at the same well, time. Ditko hated hippies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was the series that he did? The really like right wing. Was it like Mister X or something? Uh, no, Mister A, wasn't it? Mister A. Sorry, yeah, Mister yeah, A. A. There was a song uh, that I remember. I had just heard about Mister A as a character because he'd do that thing where he'd have a business card, which one side would be white and one side would be black. And that was like you're either good or you're either, you're either good or bad. Yeah. And I remember there was a song that came out a few years ago called uh, like Goodbye, Mr. Ray. And it was like, oh, that's weird. I just heard about a comic book character called Mr. Ray. <laughs> it just seemed to come out like a coincidence, but uh, yeah, the basis, basically, the ba- um, half the basis for Rorschach, really. Oh yeah, outside of the yeah. question. It's that, yeah, yeah, it's that very like law and order, black and white. Of, like, yeah, you are a criminal and you will be punished. There's no like. Retribution or looking at root causes yeah. or like social <laughs> namby pambiness. Yeah, apparently, apparently, Alan Moore, apparently, Alan Moore used to do at school. He used to colour in a business card of one half black. And just give it, <laughs> of, course, like, of course, he did. Yeah, I need to be some evil bastard. I need to tell you a thing, an Alan Moore thing later on, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not not appropriate right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but Dick, yeah, Dick Cohen, Kirby. Oh, def- while we're talking about Spider Man, all those water towers. Yeah, water tower. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, Another another great thing actually. Um, How else are you going to defeat the Sandman on yeah. the rooftop? Another great thing about is, about the time was um, actually incorporating and learn what New York looks like. <laughs> yeah, we were going to hear that story another four hundred times. Dave, it doesn't get old. <laughs> Jesus Christ, hurry up and finish it already. But yeah, we, that was uh, something else. Sorry to bring about um, bring about sixties um, um, artwork was well because of obviously Marvel bringing in like real world. Um, like architecture and real world um, locations into it a little bit more. Yeah, because DC had all like like Central City and Gotham and Metropolis. Yeah, and, Coast yeah, and Coast City, 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 Emerald City, Atlantis, yeah. Emerald City. We're in Kansas. Yes, we're in Kansas anymore. Is there a Batman of Oz series? Can we can we make that happen? Yes, we can. Yes. Well, there's a lot of. Like, I the, Emer- the Emerald, Emerald City is just the, the He's following the yellow brick road because all he needs is a teen sidekick. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got Toto. Or parents, I guess. Oh, you seen that picture where it's um, where, Batman Batman is, where Batman is in the Wizard of Oz and he just beats the shit out of the Scarecrow by <laughs> 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 just slamming his head to the electric road. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's right. real world architecture definitely played more of an important role. Um, yeah. So I guess it's kind of. I'm I'm awfully sorry, Ben. Um, I guess it's kind of uh, if you're doing a trying to if Stanley's trying to do real stories with more realistic characters yeah. that aren't all 
like virtually gods yeah. then you know you want it to be set somewhere grounded and and i guess what he said was like the new, new york was where he was from yeah and, and, so that, and it was yeah so it was an easy yeah. place to write about and yeah yeah and you but definitely, you you definitely got even more draw what you can see yeah <laughs> you definitely get even more that. of it with um john romita senior like he's yeah. yeah possibly yeah well he's yeah he's he was great at doing real world locations a lot of great fights on well-known uh well-known uh new york buildings Although there is the bit uh, Gwen Stacy being dropped off. The cover is a different bridge to one is the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> one is, yeah, one is the, one's, the uh, Manhattan the Brooklyn Bridge. Bridge. Oh, Britain Bridge, sorry, yeah. that's it. Sorry, it's not Manhattan Bridge. I was just going to so say it's like an actual yeah. place. So they're in two, like, they've crossed the city between the cover and, like, the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <like> the book. <laughs> that goblin glider's pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, we put, yeah, this, um, artists we were talking about, definitely, it was Marvel. Marvel were definitely in control of the comic books industry at this sort of point. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. dominating the most, Which was strange most exciting stories, the most exciting uh, artwork. DC managed to kind of bring everything back with, uh, with the Barry Allen Flash, didn't they? And yeah. That was, was like the start of the Silver Age, but then it was Stanley and Yeah, because there's, there's, there's debate Kirby about whether, whether, whether this actually, like how to define the Silver Age, was it brought about by, was it this more sci-fi storytelling, or was it Stanley's, uh, or was it Marvel? Sorry, I'll say Marvel's um, flawed heroes, basically. But, yeah. but the flawed heroes also all fit into sci-fi. Like they, they all yeah, have it, sci-fi origins. Yeah, but it was more. It was more like it was more like Barry Allen and like and how Jordan would still be sort of like more one-dimensional then. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. They, they were more kind of. They were much more similar to the, you know, the thirties, forties, yeah, golden Adam's age kind of characters. Yeah. They weren't. Yeah, like they were they were soldiers or scientists or yeah. whatever. Where some right. of some of Stanley's characters are scientists, obviously, yeah. but you know maybe Most maybe that scientist has a drink problem or, yeah, or is or dying, <laughs> yeah, or a limp, as, as, as Alan Moore describes <laughs> it. As Alan Moore describes it in not sort of patronizing way. Alan Moore doesn't like Stanley very much. He doesn't like anyone very much. He, no, uh, he likes Dave Gibbons probably. No, he, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't like Dave Gibbons that much. Kevin's a sellout. <laughs> Kevin O'Neill, I know he likes him. He yeah. does like Kevin O'Neill a lot. I like Kevin. Yeah. They, I'll let him sleep in my uh, spare bedroom They sometimes. argue about who Grant Morrison ripped off the most. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it Was it, Was it? it him? Was it Michael Moorcock? Was no. it? <laughs> yeah. They have a great artist of the 60s. I was going to say Jim Steranko, but Well, I was going to, because you were talking about the... Ditko basically being the only one that could get away from the house style, and that's and like the interesting divergence for a long time was the difference in how the comics were created in Marvel versus DC, where the Marvel style was very much like the writer would have a loose story and then just fill in yeah. the dialogue, and and there was a lot of freedom for the artists to to draw from that script and like. Really did a lot more of the storytelling. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think, I think that was a lot of that was based on how the companies were set up because yeah. Stan was Stanley... scripting almost everything. So yeah, yeah, you right. Couldn't, you, he couldn't write books. entire scripts. He would just say, "It's time, Doctor Doom's going to capture Sue and draw it, Jack," and be like, "Right, <laughs> this week, Mary, uh, punches week, uh, a dinosaur. Gwen, Gwen Stacy's going to go missing. Draw it, St- draw it, Steve. Jack, just draw everything else. I'll come back to you plots <laughs> for him after you've drawn them." <laughs> Why is this X Men book selling not selling? It's because the stories aren't very good. Jack, I blame you. And and because these characters are boring. <laughs> and they want to and they want to go out of Jean Grey for some reason, including the professor. 
Yeah, you know the the, creepy. the more interesting version of the original X Men is the uh, the Doom Patrol. Yes, series yeah. like Doom Patrol are much more interesting than the original X Men. Yeah, the they, they've got a guy in a wheelchair that's their mentor. <laughs> the X Men only become interesting when they're like an analogy for race. Yeah, which is gays. But that didn't happen. Yeah, later when that was the when that was the, the issue. Parallel. Yeah. But race and and that only happens when they have a diverse like yeah cast, cast. yeah a Canadian yeah. an African Native American <laughs> the most diverse they get in the original an series Irish is they have a woman <laughs> there's a woman there an Irish uh, Japanese yeah although the Native American dies very quickly yeah he just yeah. And, and then is, yeah. and then is later replaced by his brother who's angrier yeah yeah they killed him too yep. Uh. <laughs> Well, Thunderbird and Warpath. Much, much later, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. to talk about, We've fun done to talk that about part. Fun, fun talking about the 60s. Yeah. I guess, yeah, there's, is there is there any other like particular... I was going to... Mm, I think... Well, I think Neil Adams is worth mentioning, which is going on into in the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Neil Adams, who's... Uh, oh, I've most recently seen in uh, Superman vs. Muhammad Ali. Yep. I would say <laughs> wow. that is a, a book that is wonderfully drawn. Like and really beautiful. Like. Neil Adams is a fantastic artist, and also still in the era of coming from like advertising and yeah. commercial art into comics. Yeah, um, did wonders with Batman. I it's, think he was. Oh yeah, he, him and um, Danny, Danny O'Neill. Danny O'Neill yeah. kind of saved Batman, really, yeah, didn't they? The, in the, um, comic, the comics yeah, after after Adam West and Burt Ward. Not to blame there's them. nothing wrong no, with. There's nothing wrong no, with no, that. No, but I, the, I, I, no, I, lo- I love that series. The comics have got they, so far. Yeah, they had to change from what Batman should be. Ridiculous and Bat Baby and fucking going to Pluto and shit like that. But um, there are some great things yeah. from that era. There's a there's a, a book that came out when Grant Morrison was doing his Batman run, where he kind of just tied in every era that's, of Batman. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I love about Grant Morrison. His like, it's all made up, so everything is kind of, <laughs> yeah. of it's real. Whatever, of course. That's like that's, that's like yeah. Um, that's what I really like when Grant Morrison did his entire. He did like his. It was, I'm not sure if he did it on Kevin Smith podcast where he did his sort of plot for the entire, or he explained Batman yeah. as like how he would yeah. do it as a as one long book or one film. But kind of that's that's what his run is. That is yeah. of all this 50s stuff, this happened, but it just happened in a slightly different way. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because it was a drug trip. Yeah, because yeah, because, <laughs> yeah it was because the he was in an isolation tank. Joker being attacking him with fucking um, gas so much that yeah. they were seeing trippy. The, shit yeah, breaks. or he was in an isolation tank with some some totally not evil doctor like doing experiments yeah. on him, and, and then he had a weird like backup personality built in for if he ever lost his mind <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but yeah there's a there's a book called uh the black case file yeah um which has a collection of it's got like the batman of zero and r yeah um and uh oh the thing where he's got a he's got to wear different color bat suits every night <laughs> um because yeah. of like rainbow raider or something i can't really remember it's it's a it's a cool book there, there's some really interesting stuff from yeah. that time but if you want older Batman that is really good. more in like keeping with what bat you expect from Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um like you get your racial ghouls from yep. Neil Adams, Danny O'Neill. <laughs> yeah. Um if you want lots of scenes of Batman sword fighting with no shirt. Yeah. Um <laughs> also if you're a massive fan of Batman cow. animated series, it is the it is yeah. the, the Danny O'Neill uh, if the, you want um, Batman yeah. Neil Adams. like a beefcake. You, yeah. you can go to Neil Adams. Yeah and and have some really and have some yeah and have some plots that were Actually, probably adapted very well for the animated series. Um, a lot of really good ones. A lot like um, well, some great Hugo Strange stuff. Um, Clayface things. Bigger yeah. arcs as well. With, yeah, with Batman. With uh, 
Yeah, and, and I, yeah, I really do. Yeah, and I really like. It was Neil Neil Adams' art is 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 sort of moving towards like photorealism actually. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Not which, like, it's not photorealism, but it's much. It's closer to it than yeah. What, it's like, like real like muscles, more defined muscles. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I know it sounds kind of like uh, a little bit silly to mention, but like chest hair as well, like real yeah. like real like um like features on people that you would see. Or, yeah. Like, in real life. Yeah. Um. And, and very and good at drawing, like very good at drawing faces. deserts as well. Yeah, yeah, lots, yeah, lots of different faces um, where you can like have close-ups that look like close-ups from movies on people's faces and tell who yeah. the characters are because there's, there's enough like fidelity to his art. Yeah, like oh, I know you not by the fact that you're wearing the same clothes as you always wear, yeah. but because that's your face. Yeah, I think like when you've got that more realistic style as well, it kind of it works better with those more more realistic, grittier kind of stories where it's not. Batman's fighting an alien. It's, it's yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Fighting, he's fighting. A, he's fighting a. Well. Uh, oh yeah, of course, yeah. Terrorist dude. Yeah, with a weird cruelty thing. Two <laughs> yep. Or your sidekicks funny. taking heroin. Oh, speedy. No. <laughs> I was like, I had to show you, Green Arrow. Your your ward, <laughs> Speedy, is a junkie. I <laughs> say <laughs> that's, that's another great cover. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So yeah, talking about the Green Green Arrow, Green Lantern um, road trip run. Which is what I really want to read, but yeah. for some reason DC have not tried it's, to republish yeah, it's it. It really was hard to find it. I'm sure it was collected like early 2000s. There yeah. were a couple of books of it, um, which is ridiculous but... considering that Green Arrow is so popular now, and this is pos- probably outside the Longbow Hunters, probably his most memorable run. Well, I think like um, the 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 problem is that the newer Green Arrow is much more in keeping because of the new 52 stuff the new green arrow is much more in keeping with the arrow tv series yeah. which while it looks interesting you know and, and arrows arrows all right <laughs> it's pretty good sometimes um it's it's not as interesting as kind of you know left-wing billionaire yeah um, I, I like i like swashbuckler yeah yeah you like what? Sorry, I like Commie Green Arrow. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, essentially, was essentially what maybe the TV show is moving more towards a f- more fun Green Arrow at least. It like seems that way, yeah. Being more like humanitarian and stuff. That mayor thing's just like the worst idea. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like an episode earlier, he puts his 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 giant face on every TV screen in the city yeah, like, with his tiny little mask and his distinctive chin. Yeah, then, like, yeah, no, okay. Now I'll be on every TV without the mask. Yeah. I'll be the man. No one will notice. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but Neil Adams Neil Adams Neil a great great artist of the seventies. Hey, Superman's mm. entire disguise just taking off the glasses and changing. His yeah, hair. but that was a thing. <laughs> that but not, but not everyone saw Superman. Okay, it doesn't make sense for Lois Lane to not. Lois know, Lane loves or both Jimmy of them. It's ridiculous. But, it's like, but for everyone else in the street, it makes perfect sense that they wouldn't notice it was. Superman. The writers of Superman had no respect for women. That's the reason. Yeah, <laughs> like he tricks her in the cruelest ways. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Or like ones where Clark Kent will just throw himself out the window just for Superman to pretend <laughs> to save him and be like, oh, I, we can't be the same person as because I threw myself out the window. I've, I've just reminded me, like, that just reminded me on how women were treated in comics for a long time. Have I shown you guys the uh, Fantastic Four where Sue Storm forgets that she's invisible and runs into traffic? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or when she's... Uh, what, she's trying, like, different perfumes to so that dogs can't find her or something? It's really weird. <laughs> Talking about their original run, yeah, I think there's one issue where the Fantastic Four actually have to um, argue to to yeah, uh, they're, they're, argue to the audience why why having uh, like, invisible woman needs to be on the team. Yeah, yeah. she wow. is kind of useless. But she helped. She helped. She helped do something in this issue. Fuck. 
and yet <laughs> now like uh she's sort of if you read like hickman's run and i know you don't like hickman but you should too, because he's very good. Um, and his Fantastic Four in particularly is uh, is excellent. Um, she's like Four does less of the hit and stuff that you don't like. That's huge world building. Yeah, a lot of plot. There's... Yeah, there is a, a, a there's a huge story running through it because that's what he does. But it's there's there's stuff happening consistently for it. And Sue plot, is just like you're yeah. in this world and you don't know what's going on yet. Yeah. yeah, and Sue's like portrayed as like she's basically the most powerful member of the team. Huh. Um, there's she becomes like the, the queen of the queen of Atlantis yeah. <laughs> at one point. Um, Jesus, most powerful yeah. and the least what, just, just because uh, Namor wants her. Oh no, no, not no. in like as a, a different faction of Atlantis. Oh right, okay. The weird, like the weird little yeah, fish people it's that whole thing where there's a bunch of different cities that are yeah. Establishing. Um, it's it's an interesting okay. it's an interesting world. Uh, yeah, that was a good chat about Neil Adams. Yeah, I think we sort of covered Neil Adams. Well, was... the other thing about which is less about Neil Adams are just as a person, he does tend to take credit for everything. Yeah, <laughs> just like he's responsible for artists getting credited properly in comics. He, w- I mean, he was head of the union for a long time. Yeah, but, uh, so has does have some responsibility for that. He's responsible for Siegel and Schuster getting money and getting credit for stuff again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what was the other? Uh, he's responsible for John Stewart Green Lantern not being a weird racist stereotype. <laughs> yeah, that's good because he's my favorite Green Lantern. Because so. <laughs> he's oh, Guy Gardner. I like Guy Gardner as well, but well, he's got a terrible haircut. So I mean, John Stewart's the only one I've ever read that didn't annoy me. <laughs> See, it's, it's like I, <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to deny that he's annoying, but I like how irritating he is. Yeah. Um, in the the Green Lantern core stuff that was running like parallel to Jeff Johns writing Green, Green Lantern, um, he's which was Dave Gibbons writing a lot of it, uh, and then um, Pete Tomasi uh, is excellent. Um, yeah, but clearly the best Green Lantern is uh, Larvox. <laughs> of course, we all know that. <laughs> was Neil Adams involved in the the seventies uh, Iron Man run that Denny O'Neill wrote? I can't remember if it was him. I'm not sure. I know. I know Neil Adams did maybe a few issues of Captain America. I think he did right. at some point, but I'm not completely yeah. sure. Iron Man doesn't sound familiar. He drew Dead Man. He drew the yeah, Dead Man series. Great, yeah, great. Everyone's still favorite. <laughs> they reprinted the world back, but now I can't find it anymore. So and, and, now, the, yeah. and now Neil Adams like reinvents superheroes with. But he's not a good writer. He's not a good writer. Oh, I really want to read Batman Odyssey. I really it looks read it. completely insane. It looks ridiculous. And is that a new one? Is it, is it new? Or? It's the one where um, it was like a 12-issue run and Batman's going crazy telling some story and no. he's just really <laughs> angrily telling a story to everyone. Nuts. And he's like fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> and like, Robin, shut up. Yeah. This is a story. <laughs> yeah. Robert. I'm talking, Robin. <laughs> Robin, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote, uh, he wrote an X-Men thing where basically retconning it so that Wolverine told Professor X to start the X-Men and then forgot about yeah, it. That, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that sounded, that just sounded shit from, from the outside. Right? <laughs> it's very silly. So, yeah. Neil Adams, eh? Yeah. Great artist. Great Excellent artist. artist. Yeah. yeah. And important artist. Who are we moving on to next? John Byrne? John Byrne's the best. John Byrne's I great. John Byrne. I know you. Yeah. We were. We were talking. He, he, he never. He never really improved. Is my issue. He didn't though. need to improve. He was already fucking yeah. great. Yeah. I. I think. I think his late eighties stuff isn't as great as his X Men stuff. Like uh, his man. His man of steel run. I don't think the art was particularly brilliant on it. But he did do a lot of great uh, story writing for uh, for his man of steel run. All uh, of when, it, okay. when when they rebooted DC all of his after work Christ in Marvel is fantastic. Yeah. 
I don't know. How yeah? Like, how, how you know? I'm gonna, or, or shall I describe sort of John Burns? Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how to describe it because it's it's, it, it's it's like he's got does bodies really well, like um very um muscly and it's a good line co- work. Great, yeah, great, great line work, and I think his faces are really good for being like especially as I always try and like Wolverine, very grimacy. Yeah. You get a real like scary look from Wolverine. Um, Which is what you need from Wolverine. Yeah, he should be an ugly character. Yeah, and makes Wolverine look like mean and not. Yeah, because like because Wolverine often tends to modern modern Wolverine tends to look and, a bit too yeah. clean and, like, and he does really good. Um, he's he's really good at like separating out how his characters look as well. Like there's you can really tell like the height differences in characters as well. Um, like especially between you can like Colossus and Wolverine. Yeah, they they're obviously like there's like two or three feet, three or four feet between them in height. That's probably a bit too much. No, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's what's, what's like Wolverine? Was three versus seven, six, ten, or six, yeah, seven so yeah, or so quite so. yeah, so a couple of like a foot and so, but but like it's he's like maybe drew one of the great all-time great comic book panels. One where Wolverine, it's in the uh, Dark Phoenix saga when Wolverine gets smashed through the floors of the Hellfire Club and lands in the um, sewers. Oh, and, everyone think, and everyone thinks he's dead, yeah. That's, and he yeah, can basically, great panel, and yeah. basically, um, it's like they basically all the X Men get captured, and then the issue ends with Wolverine like splashing out the sewer and basically going like snicked. Now it's my <laughs> turn, and he's like, and it's like, oh shit, the issues, the next issue is going to be like amazing, and it's just Wolverine running around the Hellfire Club just beating up people. <laughs> I think that's what he does. He does an extended like Dirty Harry monologue about um about his claws. Um, being like I don't know, it was it was weird. I, they, they do it, they do it in the animated series as well, but it's it's basically like a the so did I, thing did I was... pop five claws or six claws? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like and I've got six little reasons for you to walk away. That's the one of them. Like, it's like, that, 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 that's definitely a line which I, I think they use that in a few video games, like fighting video games, actually. Cool, kind of cool. But yeah, John Byrne, very nice artist, but I, I have less think... to say about him than any. These yeah. others really. I, yeah. I again, you know, it's, it's, this is an opinion artist, based. This is a lot of an opinion based I, podcast. So. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And I think we've talked about people who have had a huge impact on the industry, whereas John yeah. Byrne is just somebody whose art you and I both really, really yeah. like. That <laughs> the problem is, I'm more familiar with his more recent art, which is which is which isn't it's not particularly not brilliant. particularly great. I no. really, I really, I really like his his pencils and his inks. Um, yeah. he, he does. If you if you ever feel like. Looking at it, um, he's got a Facebook page which he posts all his commissions he does on them, and they okay. look really nice. Yeah, if you, it's just sometimes they look a little bit off. Like I feel like he's may- maybe lost, like you know, he maybe lost that edge which made him like one of the most loved um, artists of the period. Yeah, when he was at his best. And if you follow us on Tumblr, though, I like reblog a bunch of his artwork because <laughs> there's a Tumblr account that's just John Byrne draws. It's just like his artwork. I feel like I probably have read a lot of his X-Men stuff and just kind of not been that conscious of who it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, and, well, I think we've said quite a bit about John Byrne, but like, yeah. uh, who, who, who was up against, who, um, the other most popular artist at the time was uh, George Perez, who is another one of the all-time greats of comic book artists. <laughs> who, I, who I do actually really like. Yeah. yeah. Um, you ever seen? You you'll know him at a comic convention because he's the the bald guy with a beard wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He doesn't seem <laughs> yeah. to wear anything else at comic conventions. Nope. That's, that's like Tim Sale in his little hat that he always has. There's a lot of comic book artists. They just they like to wear the same clothes. Yeah. 
every time I've seen Tim Sale or photos of Tim Sale at a convention, it's the same little like hat thing. That... <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tim. And he, and he looks annoyed, but I think most of the time it, he only looks annoyed because he's waiting to be able to just sit and draw. Yeah. And so when he's doing anything else, he's annoyed. <laughs> but oh, yeah, uh, do you want to describe George Perez's art a bit, Jamie? Um, <laughs> Sorry, uh, I know it's really hard or, to put some of these artwork into words. Like, well, uh, well, I'll say I'll say he's done. He was well. Well, John Byrne was doing the Uncanny X Men at the time. Yeah. Um, George Perez was doing the other most popular, or the one, the one, the one that was going up against the X Men at the time, which was uh, the New Teen Titans. That was the most popular book uh, up against the X Men for DC. Um, describe sort of George Perez's artwork. It's it's very. Um, I say it's clearly defined. He does a lot of um, his characters do look very different. Um, not sorry, not very different. They're, they're clearly defined as individuals, basically. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of great. He did um, a lot of great. He's really good for um, big crossover events as well and team books because his characters do look so different from one he, another. He's someone that's that's known for doing kind of huge panels with or you know big pages with yeah. like every DC character ever. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, every Marvel character. Yeah, every Marvel um, character. Great, whatever, yeah. like, Where's Wally Splash? Yeah, which, yeah. Yeah, which basically means, yeah, because we did the Teen Titans, a team book, he did Christ on Infinite Earths and he did Avengers for ages. So <laughs> he's basically really good at drawing characters that look really different. Very yeah. emotive, like, char- yeah, very emotive, like, character faces. Um, pretty good at doing action as well. I mean, um, he was, he was, Helped create Deathstroke alongside Marv Wolfman, and uh, Deathstroke at the time was less of like this tank who could just <laughs> come into a room and beat the crap out of people. He was like, it's more of an actual like, oh, I'm really good at what I do, but I'm fighting like seven people at once. I'm fighting the entire Teen Titans at once, and he's more of like an acrobatic fighter, and just using yeah. and like some really cool fight scenes involving Deathstroke, where he's like jumping around and like dodging people and doing like cool like flips and tricks and stuff, and that comes out really well by George Perez, basically. Cool. Yeah, definitely one. Yeah, and, he's, and he still does a lot of work today, actually. Um, yeah, he did. Um, uh, he, he did a lot of stuff with Jeff Johns. Um, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Green Lantern. Or? Uh, he did. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm very old. My brain doesn't work that well <laughs> at times. Um, he did uh, Legion of Heroes kind of spin-off oh, yeah. book after. Superman kind of went back in and they were trying to bring back the original Legion which yeah, they, they, did, they try every now and then Brave and the Bold for a while didn't he oh and the Brave and the Bold which of course yeah yeah um, yeah he's, he's I'd probably say maybe he was yeah he's got a, I like I always when I look at him I always say he's like got a bit of a classical style it's oh, definitely it doesn't even his newer stuff doesn't it doesn't look modern it looks no, like no it looks it looks it looks like it's from from it looks like it was from the end the the end of the um of the bronze or the bronze age of comic books basically yeah before we got into the modern age basically but so he it has looks, looks like that classic but he has style. continued to improve i think just yeah. just still within that kind of style he's not he's not changed and suddenly started doing something totally different no he's, he's kept he didn't do a yeah. like a uh, uh, a Mike McMahon from 2000 AD, where he went from having this really like sort of scratchy, gritty style to looking like some sort of like Art Deco style, which just looks shit. Right. Sorry, Mike, but <laughs> and it looks shit. And or done a John Romita Jr. where he just doesn't give a shit about half the stuff he draws. And he draws the same pose. It's yeah. a real shame. Yeah, he 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 had a, he had a style to begin with, which is sort of like his dad's, but uh, 
he was but, 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 was great but, but, but the lines but, are a lot thinner i think and it yeah. was more i think a lot of the time like i know with the the kick-ass books he would just do layouts and then someone else would finish them yeah so you're getting someone trying to make john ramita's sketch art look like finished john ramita junior <laughs> art and <laughs> that's not going to work i thought his art was quite good on the first volume of kick-ass and then but he did that himself didn't he he did off. all that yeah yeah and it's the same, up, but his Avengers versus X Men art was all garbage. It's, it's, it was. Terrible. It's a case of I, I feel like it. sometimes he doesn't he doesn't check over his work, and sometimes you get weird. Pers- you get like heads that look too big, like thing like when he does things that like in sort of strange Just angles. You get like you get looks too angular. Yeah, like the time. like if you look at it, there's a there's one of the pictures from the first issue where Captain America is talking to talking to Cyclops, and Captain America looks like he's like made out of Tetris blocks and shit <laughs> and it was yeah as well as the fact that like he, he seems to get a lot, right. a, lot, a lot of sizes wrong as well like like some bits where Colossus head looks too small Captain America's shield looks like it's like a plate it looks <laughs> tiny like it barely goes like it barely makes it past his forearm like, it, like it's right. just a book. yeah like, like, like you could barely protect like like one of his pecs with it basically <laughs> it's like it's a copy of his album on vinyl. Yeah, it's just cra- it's just like he just. So if it was a Rob Liefeld peck, then it wouldn't cover even a third of it. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't cover the nipple. <laughs> yeah, where, where, yeah, whereas the like the biggest spider, your Spider Man always looks really good. Of course, yeah. Your Spider Man run was re- like the art I always yeah. felt was really the, good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, um, the well, Straczynski run was. That was yeah, of, yeah. I started reading Spider Man again because of his artwork on that. Um for quite a while. Had a lot to live up to drawing Spider Man, didn't he? Yeah, considering his dad was. One of the best yeah, Spider-Man the best, artists yeah. ever, um, and one of the longest runs drawing Spider-Man. Yeah, and yeah, some great stories for that. Yeah, but I think good luck, John. <laughs> I think we can't do uh, a podcast about artists without talking about image, which means we have to talk about Rob Liefeld. Yay, Rob Liefeld, better than you think, but still bad. <laughs> better for, sorry, good for the industry, not not good for artists. I, great for the industry. Yeah, like. Still, still great for the industry. Still, I still believes in creator-owned and. I think probably inspired a lot of people who are now doing much better artwork. Yeah. In the nineties, to actually start drawing. I mean, I guess bad for the industry in a case of like art in the nineties stagnated and everyone trying to draw like Rob Liefeld. He's, 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 but he wasn't. Of, he sort of hit yeah. the same thing. He had. He it was like he was doing the same sort of thing that Kirby ended up doing, where he was doing so much of it himself. Yeah. The problem was that he didn't have that sort of. He wasn't. He's, he's, he wasn't. He didn't have enough finesse to do it as well as Kirby. So it was like, or the imagination. So, I think. Well, yeah, Kirby. he's like yeah. trained, and it shows. Yeah, like, because there's just some things that you're like, you need training because you don't know what perspective looks like. Yeah, and you and you can't. And, and when you, <laughs> I really and don't. You're, and you're cutting corners, <laughs> and, and it shows when you don't draw people's feet and you draw smoke around their feet. Soon after, do it. <laughs> or, yeah. or just have triangles at the end of their yeah. like, gigantic legs. <laughs> and it's like. And some of and some of it is like some of the stuff we make fun of him for is stylistic choice, like the ridiculous like shoulder pads. Yeah, because I don't the, really have that much of a problem. With and they're the, ridiculous, but and they... the pockets on everything, and the like. Men are like giant chest. Well, actually, men and women have giant chests just in a different sense. Yeah, w- women have ridiculous. And women, small women, waists. women don't have like backbones and yeah. stuff, and it's and which, it's like which a lot of artists at the time were were guilty of. Like, Jim oh yeah, it's Lee not just him. Yeah. Um, Will's Potatio as well. Yeah. Was never, I think Jim uh, Lee is. Uh, Jim Lee definitely improved. Is, though, is, that was he's the thing. Yeah, that start like, like like that style of art taken to its best point. Is yeah, current Jim Lee artwork. It's like, but that's still ridiculous over the topness, but done really well. 
We Maybe can, we really can like look forward Shinji to a bit Miyawa. of a bit of Rob Liefeld. He's doing a um, a Deadpool original graphic novel next year. <laughs> so cool! Wow. I mean, the the, the, co- the cover doesn't look bad. It looks like he's he's someone told him, "You've done one drawing. Now change these bits, and then we've got a then we've got a cover." I, Sometimes he does come out with some drawings where you can't really criticize that yeah. much where it's just his style but he's he's kind of he's done a decent sort of job thought about it yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, someone I've, give I've him a cookie yeah a lot of his <laughs> a lot of the old deadpool stuff that he did and i really enjoy that like yeah i mean i like deadpool and and yeah. the way that character has evolved is weird but but fun yes but yeah um yeah like rob liefeld like uh, he's debatable debatable like, i think good or not, i think too many people I think yeah, his artwork's not good, uh, but there's no there's no reason to like hate him. Mm. You know, he he's not. He does wear that stupid hat all the time. I'm I'm sure he's a re- I'm sure he's a nice guy. He seems like a really nice you know, guy. he seems he seems really enthusiastic, and he lo- he obviously loves comics, and and I see stuff online with him kind of you know promoting other people's books and stuff like that, yeah. and he obviously. He's really happy to be involved in comics, and he wants other people to succeed. And and I think that's great, you know. And yeah. it's part of, as we were alluding to before, the, one of the best things to happen to the industry, which is Image Comics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly because Marvel was going down the shitter at the time, and and yeah, and well, what, and was, happening, what was happening? D- yeah, DC was sort of wind down. Oh, they were they of, sort of wind down off their reboot and yeah. stuff, and they had all their great runs in the late eight, late eighties. And there's still like the Batman Nightfall runners. Yeah, yeah, but it was. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't like on the whole DC wasn't yeah. brilliantly like. And it was that when Marvel were like fighting for bankruptcy? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. It was when yeah, yeah. when everything went to t- uh, went to shit. Yeah, went to which, t- which, well, is, which is which is why Image could happen. I'm, why have I forgotten the names of everybody else that founded Image? Um, Robert Top Kirkman, McFarlane, Robert Kirkman. <laughs> Robert Kirkman did do it, didn't he? No, not a founder, no. Not a founder, no. oh. Um, uh, Eric Larson. But he came on a lot later. McFarlane, Larson, um, uh, Mark Silvestri. Jim Lee was one, wasn't he? Jim Lee. Yeah. Um, was Jim Lee a founder? I, th- I know he's an early, like... He was certainly doing, like, uh, like wasn't Wildcats in that start? It was an image book, one of the early image books. Uh, yeah, it was... I so, if Jim Lee wasn't a founder, he was certainly the yeah. first wave of... But basically, they... A, a bunch of the kind of top artists in the industry went we're sick of like not getting credited properly and not getting paid for books that are like selling gangbusters uh, yeah and we're going to start our own company yeah. where we can like draw what we want and and, like, it won't, and it won't be good it won't be really good for ages it, let's it be honest <laughs> it won't be good because none of us are writers years from uh, now people uh, will take our basic concepts and names and turn them into something great other, <laughs> other than maybe the darkness but that's because garth ennis wrote it from the beginning <laughs> and and even then people attack i like the darkness a lot people attack the early darkness stuff right now the, uh, ennis himself has said like yeah. he just did it for the money <laughs> he's not proud of it it's, yeah. it's all right though it's fun it's a good book i i'll read it at some point <laughs> but. like there is much better darkness stuff later on but it's yeah still fun. but yeah it's the, the like the, and that's where all the biggest like creator own books still come from is like they go through image. Yeah. The new image like model for creator yeah. and stuff is just doing yeah wonderful, wonderful things for comics. There are so many series that just wouldn't happen without and, them doing that. And we will have a separate podcast about image comics yeah. entirely because there's so much to talk about with them. But And I'll be asking the questions on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> George only reads big two books. 
That's not true. I read 2008. Yeah, oh, yeah, you do read 2008. <laughs> uh, you haven't really mentioned I much, that too much about 2008 uh, artists, but you read the Goon recently. Yeah, I read the Goon. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been reading uh, I've been reading all the Buffy comics. That's uh, true. Nice. I read I read Dark Horse. Dark, Dark Horse, and there we do licensed books really well. You like yeah. Hellboy, right? Yeah, I you really like Hellboy. Hellboy. So, yeah, it's just image books. You don't like them. It's not. I don't know. I, like I I I read all all the Walking Dead. It's just that. Yeah. I think so sometimes Ben people people annoyed me off annoy me off certain image books. <laughs> not naming names, not naming books, but things that I should read, I just got put off them. So. I think with image, it's hard to know that they are they are doing so many different like unique series now that it's hard to yeah. know which ones you should try. Yeah, um, and it's easy to kind of <laughs> stick to the name, the, the you know, other, the yeah. artists you know and the artists you know and stuff. And and also uh, that most image books work better if you read them in trades than in single issues yeah, yeah which is which is um sign that it work i think i think that's the thing about um independent comic books in general just they work better as trades whereas i feel that marvel and dc books works just as well as issues as they do as maybe even better because i feel that that the marvel and dc books always end on like most of them end on the cliffhanger and that's always like come back yeah. next month type thing so well, i prefer to yeah. read it in an issue format it's the nature than a, of being a like an ongoing yeah. serial rather than like an episodic well, the um like, the story. the the two El- Warren Ellis books I got yesterday Injection and Trees both of the both of them describe themselves as a new serialized graphic novel series <laughs> it's like you, you you can buy it every month if you want but you'll probably enjoy it more if you, if you just, just wait for six, six yeah. months <laughs> buy a big chunk of it which I've talked about Morning Glories a little bit before but I'm an idiot for reading that in single issues like, <laughs> because. That is like there's so much complexity to the plot, and it comes out like every six weeks, and I don't remember what happened in the last <laughs> issue. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I uh, I picked up um, the first issue of the Goddamned, the new Jason Aaron Aram Gary yeah. series, uh, yesterday, and I'm probably going to buy that monthly, but hopefully I'll be able to follow it. I don't know. It seems like lots of you know biblical combat. Yeah. <laughs> that seems. It, I'm like, sure like it'll be nuns fine. versus popes and shit. <laughs> um, Cain versus Noah. That's that's Jesus. what you need to know about that. Biblical noir, apparently people are calling it. Jesus, right? Okay. <laughs> so, um, so we've yeah we've hit all the points of like so stuff yeah. I wanted to talk about. So just who are some of your guys' favorite artists that you feel like we haven't talked about? That well, yeah. Uh, so I've got to jump in and throw a, throw a couple of two thousand in yeah. there. But um, I did mention Mike McMahon, um, two thousand D artist. Really great with Judge Dredd. Uh, did a lot of Strontium Dog as well. Um, you'll um, you, you mostly reading his stuff. You'll see it in the first two volumes of the Case Files. I think the first first three or four actually. But um, he had sort of this very like gritty, scrappy style. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of like because um, obviously it was all in black and white, and it's maybe one to. Actually, Google it yourself while you're listening, or have a look. Um, but he did like the Cursed Earth saga, a lot of that alongside okay. um, alongside Brian Bolland, who was my second one I was going to mention. But he has this really scrappy style, and the lines aren't you know lines aren't perfect. Their characters' faces are really grizzled, especially Judge Dredd. <laughs> um, does his characters all seem to be quite skinny as well? This is like um, this is like Far Cry from the Dread that was like it's like a beefcake dread. This is like skinny Judge Dread, but you know he's like really he's, strong underneath. He's like, much more yeah wiry like yeah he's like oh, the Dirty Harry basically. yeah yeah like like, like he's Clint like he's like modelled like Clint Eastwood. really broad guy. He's just 
looks like if he hit you, he'd hit you really hard. <laughs> yeah, um, that kind of sort of stuff. And he draws, yeah, he draws because he did the curse. Either way, he did the curse. I was like, he's just like mutants and like just dirty looking people. Grotesque he does it really well. Like you can tell these guys are like this is like a nuclear wasteland, and these people <laughs> are having a shit time of life. Um, where on the other side of that, we got Brian Bolland, who also drew in the Cursed Earth Saga, but and does some of the best yeah, covers in comics. Just one of the best amazing. cover artists. Yeah. he only does covers now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, his um, he's, when he's he a does, very a old man now. Um, <laughs> I met him. I'm going to say five years ago at a convention when you were like twelve. <laughs> I wasn't I was twelve. A mere twelve years old. You were. 16. Yeah, 16. So, same, same, um, same, same thing. Difference. So there was, uh, he was, he was, he's a very sweet old man. Um, and he takes ages to sign stuff. And his, <laughs> and his autograph is very boring. It's is just, it just, I, 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 I always, I always, mo- I always, I always moan about it. It's always, it's, it's literally, it's in block capitals, Brian Bolland. It was like, and he had to chat to everyone and everyone was just getting to sign the killing joke. <laughs> I got him to sign a 2000 annual because that was all I had with me. The but killing it was joke, like, I think, is. Not nearly his best artwork either. I, I don't think, think it is. No, like I think one of the most I think he does. I think he does. It, I think there are certain panels in it which are amazing. Like I love the bit when a Joker comes out of the acid, uh, the, out of the um, out of the gunk, and he's got his and he's and he's like sort of shaking his head. He's got his hands in his head and he's like laughing. Yes. And his eyes are sort of bleeding a little bit. That's really cool. But I really like it. But his, but his style is basically it's it's quite hyper realistic. I think like um, yeah. yeah, very very realistic looking bodies. Um, but not that, not particularly detailed either. I don't think. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of sort of like blank space in the in the bodies and stuff. Um, very thick lines. Looks great in color and black and white. But um, that is one. Of if, the you, if you don't recognize helps. the name, you definitely you've definitely seen his artwork, especially read the Killing Joke. Cause yeah, and and if you read the Killing Joke, read the recolored one, not the original one, because it it looks a lot better. <laughs> the original <laughs> is really ugly. That's the one that I have. <laughs> It's st- it's still good. It, yeah, it's still a really good book, and the art is good. Yeah, the colors are just fucking weird. Yeah, and obviously now he just does covers, so you can see some. Um, he did a lot of Wonder Woman covers, and he does a lot of Dial H ones. I think he's done recently. Yeah, he did a lot of Dial H. A lot of. I'm um, sure he's done. I think he's done a. Um, he did a, the whole Jack of Fables. Yeah. run, which wasn't the, the great series, but <laughs> no. his covers are. Just and he does. And he does. Fantastic. And he's doing, I think he's doing. I think, doing, I think he's got his own um, Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight read, the, Returns read Dial H. Three front cover I think because they're doing like a hundred different variants for oh, that, but yeah. he's doing one for that and that looks quite nice so but definitely worth checking out some of his covers some of his books as well definitely Judge Dredd ones I think they've done a book a, a Judge Dredd just the Brian Bolland ones just the Brian Bolland drawn ones which okay. is I would pick up because it's in a nice big hardcover and it's sort of art you want to sort of like open up and stare at for ages because <laughs> it's really nice to look at yeah, that was my two favourite artists I want to talk about. Okay, it, it, is it me now? It, yes. It, it can be, can it? Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, one of the people I think is like one of the best artists in comics, and he doesn't... Well, he's been doing a Salmon Overture recently, J.H. Williams III. Oh, yes. Um, he's... Gorgeous. It, it's, I'm, I've never seen him in person, Ben. His his artwork is I, I, his artwork is stunning. He, he's he's a he's a funny guy. <laughs> okay, um, he he's an artist that like not only is his regular style well, his regular style is kind of two styles. He'll do <laughs> just on the same page, like really clean, um, kind of uh, more traditional comic book style, but with great faces and great expressions. 
um, and great movement. Um, but then he'll also, in the middle of it, he'll throw in like just an oil painting that he's done. Yeah. You know, or a watercolor painting or whatever. Just like great washes. On it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you see his original art, like that's not the colorist doing that. That's him painting a big chunk of his pages and yeah. then sending it off. And And the colorists. I think that's something we haven't really mentioned um, at all. That yeah. it's sort of it's sort of a hard thing to bring into it because we probably don't know that too many names. Well, yeah, I'm Jodie Belair, okay. of course. Yeah, or colorist. Um, because because I've, I've got and she's uh, fantastic. Um, Klaus Janssen really is. is my favorite. Klaus Janssen, yeah, he yeah. makes he makes uh, current John Jeremiah Junior artwork look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like is he um, like uh, like Jeremiah's art in the the Marvel now Captain America like yeah. very average artwork improved tenfold by the colors. Yeah. Like, um, Laura Allred, who um, yeah. colours for Ma- yeah, Michael Allred, yeah, is husband. like his artwork without her would be. Would he, he's be great yeah. as well, but his artwork without her would be it wouldn't be half as wouldn't fun. work as much. No, but yeah, um, check out if you want a really good, great example of like that. Uh, Sis, uh, the Marvel Now Silver Surfer. I need to. Book. I need to read that. Very very read. lovely artwork. His um, it's, that's very kind of Doctor Who. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's basically like, inspired by Doctor Who, the arc anyway. But yeah, uh, I Zombie as well. I Zombie, the uh, Vertigo yeah. series. It's quite short-lived, and there is a TV series now, which I don't want to watch, because it <laughs> has kept pretty much nothing other than, there is a girl, she eats brains. Huh. Um, they didn't even give the main character the same name. Um, but yeah, we won't get into that anymore. And there's no wear terrier. There's no. Huh. There's not a guy who turns into a humanoid terrier, <laughs> who's, who's, whose granddad whose granddad's soul is trapped inside an orangutan like a cigar smoking orangutan Jesus um, that's not a thing so basically they just bought the rights to it because they wanted a zombie show they yeah it's like, like yeah. Walking Dead is popular can we do can zombie. we do CSI but the main character like eats brains in the morgue and then she can see stuff about the person that's been murdered yeah yeah sure we oh, can so she's kind of like Chew uh yeah but, but brains yeah on everything um yeah, it, the series it has that great kind of Michael Red sort of sixties looking yeah. art. He does kind of um, like fashion, I guess, really well. Um, yeah. And yeah, but I was talking about J.H. Williams, wasn't <laughs> I? Um, yeah, um, he, he's also he's he's someone that I find like saying that he's influenced like the way that I draw sounds ridiculous because. I, I'm not that good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't draw anything like him, but uh, just he's really inspirational um, in terms of like how to lay out a page, how to show movement, the the fact that you can, um, how to do incredibly complex page layouts. Like he does some of the most interesting page layouts you will ever see. Um, like if you read uh, Promethea, the Alan Moore, the series of Alan Moore wrote that he drew all of. Um, I guess a lot of that does come from Alan Moore, but he does. It's a great example of how to do a complex page that you can still read incredibly easily and follow yeah. incredibly easily. There's a page in that that takes place. Uh, they're walking on a Mobius strip, oh. and the dialogue is an infinite loop, and the strip obviously folds over, and they're going around different pages, and you you can follow it perfectly. Um, and then in his Batwoman run, um, he and uh, the Black Glove section of the Grant Morrison uh, Batman run, which is one of my favorite Batman uh, storylines. He'll do uh, just, you know, a huge bat symbol in the middle of the page and that's part of the panel and there's bits coming off it. And 
Um, yeah, in Batwoman, there's a great page which is like a, an overhead shot of uh, Batwoman's apartment, and there's different stuff happening in the different rooms, and then there's other panels around it, and it's it's just it's a kind of a, yeah, like I say, a great example of how to do a complex page, but also yeah. have it flow and be really easy to read. Um, and also, he can draw in just any style that he feels like. Yeah. If you if you look at the Seven Soldiers of Victory, the kind of final oh yeah, yeah. Um, the final part of that, he's like. Okay, for these two pages, I'm going to be Jack Kirby, and for these two pages, I'm going to be Fraser Irving, and <laughs> for these two, I'm going to be Cameron Stewart. And um, yeah, he's he's an incredibly impressive artist. Nice, <laughs> yeah. very passionate about. Sorry, it. Very yeah, nice. he's I, I, a really good artist. Like, he is. Yeah, um, he's one of the few people, few artists that would I would see his name on a book and be like, I will at least try that, even if yeah. I know nothing else and I'm like not interested in the story. I don't know who the writer is. I would like, pretty much read anything that he draws. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the other person I was going to mention uh, who's currently drawing um, uh, and we mentioned Jordi Belair as a color, colorist, um, Declan Shalvey, uh, in partnership with like Jordi Belair on the, the Moonlight series, George's favourite. Um, <laughs> Fuck Moonlight. And <laughs> Fuck off, Ben. <laughs> Moonlight's great. Yeah, I agree with you on Gambit, Ben, but, but Moonlight, Moonlight can go do one. Why? See, this is just proof that you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where I, where I, what I feel about Ben liking both Gambit and Moonlight. It's, it's, it's very odd. <laughs> you can't be pleased, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> Nothing pleases you. <laughs> I can be pleased. Th- didn't you hear how much I like J.H. Williams? <laughs> yes, um, yeah, I yeah, find yeah. that very pleasing. Uh, pleased with your hatred of Gambit. I don't hate him. I and just your lo- and your love of white Batman. <laughs> He's so much more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and has a way more interesting like character motivation than just my parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I got killed by my former boss when I was a soldier of fortune, and then resurrected by a possibly fi- or possibly resurrected by a possibly fictional Egyptian god. Who know could all be in my head? Yeah, which could all be in my head. Seem to be influencing other people. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, in order to perfectly fulfil my Moon Knight responsibilities, sometimes I am Jake Lockley, taxi driver. Sometimes I am Stephen Grant, ex- eccentric millionaire. Sometimes I'm Mark Spector, Soldier of Fortune. Sometimes Another times I am Moon Knight. To make a boring character interesting no, in a later arc. <sighs> Great story. This is all stuff that started at the beginning. He was doing Jake Lockley and Stephen Grant and stuff, and he was Marlene was coming in and calling him Mark. So I'm not Mark now. I'm I'm Stephen. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all. You just, you just. No, I just, I just and, wrong. And then, in a fun but less interesting run, he has Wolverine and Spider-Man and Captain America in his head. In a in a bad and wrong, irritating it's, run. It's nowhere near the best Moonlight. It's stuff, it's, it's fine. Fun. It's fine, but it's, it's not the worst of a really. Bad bunch, it's not really Moonlight. I like I like uh, Malib's artwork in it as well. Oh yeah, yeah, he's very good. So about this artwork that I'm supposed to hate. Um, yeah, so sorry, Declan <laughs> Shelby and Jordi Weller, um, they did uh, the the six issue Moonlight run that Warren Ellis wrote, where he redefines Moonlight, or not redefines, but defines who Moonlight is really well, and um, he's drawing Moonlight in various different costumes, and uh, including like suave, like pimp Moon Knight oh, I mean, in his mean, suit. You much better looking Moon Knight, because I do like that costume. <laughs> With where he's in the suit, and he yeah. gets out of the limo and... So good. It sells it perfectly. Yeah. Like just, just within the first few pages, his Moon Knight stepping out of a limo in a really swish white suit. That's just entirely the police and, and like, I'm going to take over this. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, we can't call him Moon Knight. He's Mr. Knight. He's not <laughs> a superhero today or we'll get in trouble. Um, and yeah, Jordi Belair's color in that, like the, uh, the choice to just leave Moon Knight entirely white with very little shading. Yeah, just line work. Um, white. yeah, yeah. Um, and, but then also to have really beautiful kind of depth to the colors in all the other, you know, in everything else that's in the book as a really stark contrast is, um, is just, just really exciting to look at. Um, and in Injection, which I read last night, um, there's scenes where like there's a really interesting scene where um it's a it's a fight scene with like a secret agent type character and the kind of the whole page is like inverted so the guy's being thrown towards the ceiling but then so the panels kind of flow from top to bottom it's all inverted and it's him smashing into the ceiling and you kind of don't necessarily realize to begin with but it's a it's a really interesting take on the fight scene um and then Later in the book, in total contrast, there's um, there's a scene that's just in an apartment. Two people talking in an apartment, and uh, the whole thing's kind of coloured like it's a really bright day. So it's kind yeah. of one single colour with like really washed out kind of line work for the the items that are in yeah. there because they're obviously the most important things. And yeah, just a really just really interesting artwork and really where the colouring seems really important and really noticeable. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stop rambling now. <laughs> Ben, what do you think? <laughs> um, I Tim Sale is one of the people who comes to my mind for just like, especially the stuff uh, like Long Halloween, the Batman stuff, yeah, where it can be like just uh, very exaggerated expressions that that capture like the the very heightened Batman characters and the like. Sketchy isn't really the right word, but the like. It doesn't have to feel super solid. It feels very like amorphous. And I mean, it's like grit. It'll, yeah, gritty, but also that like, it can change based on the kind of emotion of the scene that's happening. Like, there's a great uh, panel, I think, in Long Halloween with Joker in a, like a biplane. Yeah, that the just laughing and he's like got way too many teeth in his mouth. And yeah, it's, like and then amazing. Have him knocked half him out in a single punch. Yeah, <laughs> he's got plenty of spare ones. Yeah. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's uh, like Tim Sale does. Um, he does. He's quite. He's very varied in what he can portray. Like, yeah, he's he's really. He, he does romance really well as well. He's a very he can he can do very romantic looking characters. Like because he did uh, Spider Man Blue. Yep. Like, oh, a, yeah, yeah. a very romantic take on Spider Man. Um, okay, but sorry, Spider Man is a, is a like a quite romantic character anyway. But take, like the entire book was about but his it's, relationship it's all with about Gwen Stacy. So. Yeah, and it's. Like being melancholy yeah. and 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 it's lots of character work that's very different to the like kind of almost grotesque nature of the Batman stuff. Yeah, that, that's like emphasizing the horror nature of Batman and Batman villains. Yeah, and and he's currently doing Captain America White at the moment, and that's got a very that's an awful name, <laughs> Captain America White. Yeah, no, it's it was it was yeah it was it was a run, I, it was a run, that, run with a theme with them doing like, like Spider Man Blue, Dead Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Gray, and Dead or Yellow, and Captain America White. But you can't yeah. You can't really do Captain America Red because it doesn't really work. Captain no, America I know, blue, but it still it still has an blue, 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 so They have only had red and white. white. It still has an implied like power or supremacy yeah, at the end of it. Captain America has a lot of power, and it's. <laughs> and, but does and he the, have yeah, white and the, power? And the artwork for that is it's Let's that, that comes across looking more like like sort of Kirby sort of style, like a lot more simplest, a lot more like Kirby in the forties. Very classic, like classic, yeah, classic style. 
your characters sort of standing about more like they would in the forward in forties comics and that kind of style. I think he's an artist who does very well at he can like a very kind of economic pro- economic economical approach to uh he can use just a few lines and yeah, give you the essence a of a character. Like if you ever see him sketching at cons and stuff, he'll he yeah. they're very, very minimal. Yeah. Um, but they they portray the character that good you good know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Unless um, you're the guy in front of me a few years ago when somebody brought like eight books to sign and then got another like twelve out of their bag afterwards. And went, Bastard. Come on, man. Just like two or three tops. Con etiquette. Don't get more than three things signed. And don't have a giant bag either. That's just yes. the worst. Yeah. And uh, have, maybe have a shower as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's Tim Tim's. And he did the artwork for. He did all the paintings on heroes. As yeah, well. which is completely different again for <laughs> yeah. the look of that of. Of like being a more modern-looking comic to fit with heroes, but still having a lot of like heroic-looking stuff yeah. that still makes it look like a comic book. Uh, the other artist I'm going to talk about is not primarily an artist, but I really like the art on Jeff Lemire's books when he does his own artwork. I would say Jeff Lemire is primarily an artist. Well, well, he he's a lot more he's as much an artist, maybe not so much now. I, mean, I guess he doesn't. He doesn't do art on other people's stuff and he'll write and have other people draw for him so yeah I'd say he's primarily yeah, so a writer he's yeah he's maybe more a writer but i think yeah i think he deserves as much credit for yeah. his art as for his writing and i think he's, he's very different to it like he's kind of not that adaptable like his art works perfectly for the stuff that he writes but i haven't seen him work in a lot of other styles and it's like Kind of only has a few faces, but it's really expressive and yeah, and like just gets the emotion of the of the stories. He does. He's got like ten faces. No, I was, was going to think like it's like it's not like uh like Greg's. Is it Greg Staples, the guy who just copies stuff? Is he Greg Staples? Greg Land. Greg Land. Sorry. Greg, oh no, Greg. Greg, Land Greg, 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 Greg Land just... who copies things. And I was just remembering about uh, when you said he's got lots of faces. And uh, I think remembering about I think it was a Spider Woman issue where <laughs> he based from porn. Uh, it, no, that, it, it, that was something that he did, but he, he copied. But all, all of all of Jessica Drew's faces were all all pictures of um, Charisma Carpenter. <laughs> they were all from um, from very Buffy. Nice. So uh, an so angel. You, you were reading that and going, she looks very familiar. I was going like, I think someone posted it on Reddit. I was like, that's Charisma Carpenter. There's no way that's not her. <laughs> like even, even, even yeah, they, they even had that mole she's got on a on, on a jaw. There's, there's like, like photo reference, and then just like. Copying, oh, tracing, this yeah. and there was, and there was, there was, and and he also, he also took, he also copied images from um, stock photos. There was one of a of an old. There's one. There's a joke. There's one where it's like one of those piss take stock photos where some old guy's having a heart attack, yeah. and he drew <laughs> yeah. Iron Man over the top of it, even making even making oh, yeah with the the crumpled up yeah, like mouth the, and yeah, stuff. With the, crumpled, the wrinkles of the old uh, man, yeah. Iron Man's armor going. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really bad. The, the most recent thing that I saw on some site was like um, that I forget which book it was from, probably an X Men book, and it was uh, an old woman, an angry old woman throwing a yeah. brick, I yeah. guess, I and uh, and it was basically type angry old woman into Google. It's like, <laughs> it's like the third, the third image will be this, <laughs> and then type throwing a brick, and yeah, oh, well, that's that's like the fourth image. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so. Greg Land's not good. <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Lemire's is lots of, like, again, actually, very different, but washes in a much different way to the J.H. Williams. Yeah. That's, it's, it's much less about uh, lots of detail, and it's about expression and emotion, and, and he's 
very good at getting that across. Even his first thing, Lost Dogs, which is like clearly the first thing he ever did, and is very rough in places. But the styles, but like, the, style the styles, is, there. like you still see that's his style, and and the expression through that style is really good. Which is, like, I think that's what I look for in art, and why I like don't know a lot of artists that work in superhero stuff because a lot of superhero stuff just blends together for me. Yeah, I, I would agree, I would agree with that. Um, I think I think um, I think Marvel tend do do try a lot more, a lot yeah. more people out. Um, but you you t- you tend to end up with that the idea of what is a superhero, you know, what a superhero style should be. Um, which is why, like, when you get books like Dial H, and you've got oh, the I love Dial H hmm. so much. So do I, Ben. So do I. Yeah. Um, should so it should have been at Vertigo? It would have. Yeah, still would have still been running. Book, it would still be going. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like the this, the artwork in that is just incredibly dark and just there's nothing nothing quite like that in yeah. any in any other superhero books. Um, and I'm trying to think of further examples, but you know, <laughs> old brain and stuff. I should probably mention Sean Murphy since I do have a framed Sean Murphy. <laughs> oh, yeah. in here. <laughs> I, have, I have a framed Sean Murphy in here. <laughs> there he yes, is. I've just Hello. framed him. Who's I find it hard to. I'm not very good at describing artwork, but it's, it's got it's got lines on it. It does have lines on it. It's <laughs> good start. <laughs> it's not. It's it's. I can't find it. Like good character work where you get a lot of uh, feeling of characters through through the artwork without like needing to see their actions or or be told about them. You get a feeling of who characters are through the image with a lot of Sean Murphy stuff. Yeah, it's another kind of. I like this sort of sharp, yes. kind of angular style to it. Again, it's, it's very jagged. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, there's a lot of character just given in the way that he, in the way that you know people are standing or yeah, yeah expressions and that kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that is yeah. absolutely just charisma carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a uh, that was a picture in a audible. In no, can't do pictures in order. What I was gonna say is that that, that, that was uh, you, I was you, showing something, showing something visual in something you can't see. Yeah. So glad you enjoyed that. Yeah, we, we put it in the post in the tumblers. Yeah, that was. Uh, um, is there anything else we need to talk about? Well, I'm just gonna say Steve Dillon, pretty good. Alex Ross, pretty good as well. Alex Ross, I, I, <laughs> Alex, I, I, Alex Ross interiors kind of weird me out because they're too photorealistic and it freaks me out. A bit. I love, but them. I like his covers I, a lot. I love his work. I, I, I appreciate I appreciate like the, the amount of effort that goes into it and that he gets people to actually like dress up as Superman and stuff and pose <laughs> for him and all that kind of thing. That that's the thing that he does. Yeah, yeah, 'cause it 'cause um, it look it looks 'cause he makes he makes the costumes look like they're really being worn, which is yeah. something that I love. Sometimes it doesn't really work. Like I don't like how he draw, draws the the flashes mask sometimes. I think that doesn't particularly work. But yeah. like like on his classic like Justice big um his, the book Justice he did with mm, I can't remember who did it with. Is it Beast? Oh no, sorry, it was, it was Jim Kruger. Oh, Jim Kruger. Jim Kruger. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's Jim, gonna say it's Jim Kruger. If I'm wrong, you can throw a brick at me in the street. I, um, <laughs> I might do that anyway. <laughs> don't, waste, don't waste Steve like that. Steve the brick. No, he's gonna find a new brick. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of spare ones. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, he did this. Class, he did a big, long, big drawing of all the Justice League, and he did one with all the Legion of Doom, but. Yes, I'm not. I'm not too keen on his flash, but I think that everything else he does is really, really nice looking. 
I'm sure if I, I, I had a list in my head of people that I was going to mention <laughs> um, <laughs> that are kind of fading away. Uh, Tony Harris. Um, not Tony Harrison. This is an outrage. Not not Tony Harrison. He, he can't you draw. Left. He can't draw with us or tentacles. Uh, Tony Harris. Uh, some questionable views on the internet, but um, yeah. excellent, uh, excellent artist. Um, Ex Machina. One of the like an incredibly consistent, beautiful looking book. Um, sorry, that's my phone making a noise. Um, uh, that kind of scared. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" People <laughs> 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 like uh, Mike Mignola. Um, oh yeah, again, yeah. really unique. Uh, no, Duncan, great, great, great artist combos. Yeah, artist. Writer, artist, artist. <laughs> One day I want, I want to be a writist. Artist, artist. Um, uh, and Duncan Vigredo as well, who drew Hellboy for a time, like uh, where Mike Mignola wasn't doing. Um, both excellent. Uh, yeah. Something, something, something. Fiona Staples. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> She's a good artist, isn't she? She is a good artist. <laughs> I don't know about these rightists. <laughs> uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or whatever. Subscribe to it. It makes it easier to keep getting it rather than having to re- me having to remember to post it on Facebook. And if you're subscribed to it already and felt like doing like a rating or a re- review so other people could find it. That would be good. I, I would appreciate that. Five stars or nothing. <laughs> no, you, you can you can give us any review. I'm not going to be fascistic about this. Uh, <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> you can email us at luucomicsociety at gmail dot com, and, and it, like if you want us to discuss anything, we will probably just do it. We'll <laughs> probably just do we, it. We, we, we'll probably do. If you tell us to do something, we'll probably yeah. do it. It might take us a while. Yeah. Is there a address? Is there an address or something where people can send a fan out of Gambit to you, Ben? <laughs> oh, so that's how you comics. Comic, just, just if you've got fun out you want to send, you can just send it to you, you comic society at gmail.com. Just pose na- naked next to it. Uh, <laughs> Your gambit and Ben, like, slash fiction. Anyway, get lost. <laughs> you fuckers. You too, Jamie. <laughs>